Hello and welcome to a special bonus edition of In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. So in this week's special episode, uh, which is in addition to our regular episode in which we talked about the Video Music Awards and all kinds of our usual fare, in this episode we're going to be talking about a TV show show that has been off the air for several years but has a special place in a lot of i think 20 something errs hearts which is gossip girl which i wrote about uh, in an article for the october issue of the magazine and for the article i talked to all sorts of people involved with the show i talked to blake lively and Lane meester who played serena vanderwoodson and blair waldorf the two kind of iconic characters at the center of the show I also talked to uh, Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage in Los Angeles, who created the show. They also created the OC. I talked to the person who does costumes, hair and makeup, a lot of the actors from Dorota to Bla- Blair and Serena. So all, uh, everyone involved. Um, and it was and it was a, a lot of fun to kind of dig into the legacy of the show at its 10-year uh, anniversary. And I just want to jump in to say that I think... This is the best thing Josh has ever written. He ha- he talked to everybody involved with the show, dug up all these fascinating trivia little tidbits. I think my favorite, you'll find out, like, they go deep. I was surprised that people talked about the period where Blake dated Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. They talked about a potential for a spinoff, like everything you could ever hope for in an article Josh addressed. As we've talked on the podcast before about, uh, I've always kind of had this sort of fascination with the show and Blake. So getting to talk to her about all these things was kind of amazing. But she, I thought she was very honest, which I appreciated. Like, I feel like she got into what it was like to be in this kind of whirlwind of a show where there was so much media attention. She was dating Penn Badgley, who was her co-star in real life, um, and how it felt like she, I, th- I think the words she uses is she felt like she was more part of a marketing machine than actually like having to act on the show. And I feel like the fact that she got into that was really awesome. Yeah, she came off as being very funny. What was she Yeah, like? she was amazing. We talked on the phone. She was in the, she was on the West Coast because when they shoot movies, is this what Brad and Angelina did too? Like she told me that they only, like if Ryan Reynolds is shooting a movie, Bl- Blake's there. And then when Blake's shooting a movie, they all go wherever Blake's shooting her movie. Like they never both work at the same time. But while she was in talking to me, her daughter, James, was crying on the phone at certain intervals. So I joked that it was like James's first interview on the record with Vanity Fair because James kept like commenting with like her little cries or whatever she would be saying on the phone while we were talking. Oh. And it was really cute. And she like, I mean, I don't know. I also just appreciated that because you might think someone like her would have round the clock nannies who, you know, when she was doing her interviews, she hands off the baby, you know, but she was like clearly hanging out with her daughter all day. And yeah, she's great. We had a really good conversation. She... I feel like was very, as I said, like eager to jump into stuff from the past. So yeah, she was she was great. And she was telling me that her best friends, some of her best friends now are the hair and makeup and yeah, the hair person and the makeup person from Gossip Girl. And so she suggested I talk to them and I did. And they and gave, they had really, they had really good stuff to say. And they're still like Blake's like dear friends. Like they were telling me they text with her all the time. 
and she uh was like telling me how like it was like a family on set and clearly it was so you can tell that blake because like she's still so tight with the sisterhood of the traveling pants people she gets really in with these people that she works with which i think is a good quality and she also talked about whether or not she would be into doing a spinoff but i'll leave that answer (laughs) for the piece so yeah anyways it's up it should be by the time you're listening to this it will be up on vanityfair.com josh also spoke to one star of the show like legit star who still has no idea who the gossip girl was because he didn't watch the finale (laughs) yeah that's a good tease you'll have to check out to find out who like a big time like a big person on the show he has no idea but then as part of this episode we there were two of the interviews i did that were really fun and i thought it'd be fun to bring them back for the podcast and chat with julie and me about gossip girl and some of the stuff that didn't make it into the article about their experiences and i feel like we got some interesting insights we had really fun interviews with both of them so last week we talked to zuzana shotkovsky who played the frankly iconic character of dorota blair's maid and we also talked to michelle trachtenberg who played georgina sparks another fan favorite character uh, and we talked to both of them about what it was like to film the show, their favorite memories, locations. Uh, they both told us what question they get asked most often by fans, which was interesting to hear. The clothes they stole from set. And Julie, I know you had one favorite detail from our interview with Susanna that I thought we might want to tease. <laughs> right. there, There's more to the ducks on Gossip Girl than you might have ever thought. Uh, but she had a lot of fascinating details. She also was on The Sopranos during the last season. Yeah. So she talked about what it was like to shoot with James Gandolfini and everybody in character. It was pretty cool. And I love that Julie, I, we're just going to tease it all. Julie also asked a great question about her dating life, which I was fascinated to hear the answer by, actually, because it related to how much she wanted to share about Dorota on her date on dating sites. Right. No, I love that she would date people and have to figure out like at what point she would tell them that she had been on Gossip Girl. And I would still watch a show that was like dating with Dorota. (laughs) Yeah. And up next, our interview with Zuzana. Well, we're here right now with Zuzana Shotkovsky. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. She played Dorota on Gossip Girl, uh, as we all know, for six seasons. Also been on Girls, The Nick, a whole bunch of other shows. Um, theater as well she uh, is in new york full-time la new york yeah both, no, I'm, new york. I'm a new york gal so new york gal which yeah. is very appropriate for gossip girl <laughs> yes it is um so julie and i are so excited to chat with you a bit about gossip girl uh for the piece i'm i wrote we got to ch- talk and we had a really great convo about dorota who's like a beloved character on the show <laughs> i feel um yeah like i mean i feel the love a lot from people when i meet people in the streets and stuff and i like i i don't know i think the fact that she was on team Blair and everyone loves Blair and Blair and Chuck and Dorota was a big fan of, you know, Blair and Chuck and Mr. Chuck in general. So I feel like everybody felt very like simpatico with Dorota. So like, you were like kind yeah. of voicing their desires on TV. I feel like yes, as everyone at home just... wanted to see uh, Chuck and Blair being together. And then Dorota was helping make that happen. How often do people approach you these days on the street? You know, it's amazing because people are watching the show, I think on Netflix and like streaming services. So we have like a whole new crop of, of young people. So mm-hmm. like when we, when the show was originally out, it was like teens and 20 something we're super super into it and then now I get kind of the same people approaching me so I think it's like new teenagers are now like being introduced to it 
So, I mean, not not all the time. And I do like to think that I look a little different from Dorota in real life. You definitely life. do. I can, I'm in the room with her right now and I can attest. You, I would never, I feel like I wouldn't connect it. Because also the outfit for Dorota is so particular, that yeah. main outfit. I think it's, a, it's that hair do. It's that pulled back hair and that also like if you put any kind of a normal human like next to Leighton Meester, it's like I feel like by, by contrast, it made me look like, you know, 20 years older and much, much worse. So I feel like I'm a little more glamorous and regular life i Mm -hmm. like to think but um but i I find that if i do have a ponytail on or my hair pulled back i get recognized more and then usually when people recognize me the and they approach me like i love it because it you know doesn't happen that much to me and it means a lot to me because i know that like my work that you know they uh you know liked my character and I get a kick out of it like every single time. But when they do talk to me, it's always the fact that I don't have the accent really throws them off. So then it's like they're always weirded out by that. And they always say that I look much younger in real life and how they make me so old. (laughs) I'm like, well, that was just my face. So (laughs) I think that's preferable to the alternative, though, right? That's a fun comment to get, I guess, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, I feel like if they... Thought I looked like an old Polish lady. <laughs> Automatically, I would feel a little sad. I mean, I am a Polish lady, but are there are there questions in particular you find that fans want to ask you? Are there things they are there lines they reference of Dorota's? Are there things that come up again and again that you find people want to kind of dig into? I would say a lot of people come up and say to me that they think I should have been Gossip Girl or that they they were betting that Dorota was Gossip Girl, and that's actually like. I would have loved that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was hoping that. And the thing is, like, you know, we didn't know until we were shooting the finale and the actors, we had, like, redacted scripts. They were giving us pages that were just all blacked out, like, entire, like, whole scenes. We were like, well, what are we going to shoot? Yeah. (laughs) And so we didn't know because they were really keeping it under wraps because we did have, like, a leak in the last two seasons or something. I don't know if they ever figured out who it was, but people were leaking. Scripts were going online. Yeah. yeah. And so um, everything was really tight and shut down so I didn't we didn't know who was going to be Gossip Girl and how it was going to play out so when I finally saw that it was Dan I was like what (laughs) because I mean I wanted it to be me but you know one of the uh, like highlights of my whole career I think is the fact that in um in that final episode when Gossip Girl is revealed all these different cameos happened all these characters from New York and one of them is uh, Mayor Bloomberg and he comes out of the elevator and he says I thought it was Dorota (laughs) and like that the fact that the mayor said my character name was like my big highlight that's incredible But yeah, I guess people also, they always want to know about Ed Westwick and whether, you know, is he nice? What's he like? They always want to know about Leighton if she's, if you know, if we're really friends. And, yeah. and um, I guess people also, you know, they'll ask those gossipy questions like whether or not the they all got along or they were along. frenemies or whatever. And so, I mean, unfortunately, I have like boring answers <laughs> for all of that because everybody was very, you know, everybody was friends. Everybody was super professional. And um, Ed, I always say that he was... You know, he's so sweet and he's not at all like Chuck. I mean, he's like super British. So that like defines his like cool, cool yeah. persona. But he was always really, really receptive to fans. And I just thought he was always like particularly nice guy, um, especially in contrast to <laughs> a bunch of people I talked to said the same thing about Ed, that he's like could not have been more different than Chuck. So well, I think the British thing was a big part of it, but that yeah. it just made it such a funny juxtaposition. Yeah, I remember like when you know fans would come on set or something, he would always be very receptive. And I mean, that's a sign of a you know nice guy because he didn't you know a lot of especially when the show was airing at the time, it was like you know a lot of people would come and want pictures, and especially when we shot on the Upper East Side, which we did a, you know right. once in a while. Then it was like really fun because we would shoot scenes and the girls from those 
schools, the private schools up on that in that neighborhood would come and watch us shooting. And I was like, this is so meta because it's like their lives. And and they were like a little almost too cool to like want to you know, admit super. they were super into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they came and saw it. They came anyway and like took, you know, selfies and stuff. And I know you were saying, I think that because you and Leighton are still friends and you, you get together that like that really people really go crazy when they see you and Leighton out together like yes. a brunch or something because it's like Dorota and Blair kind of continuing in real life or something, right? Yeah, or, I always feel like I think, you know, I think Gossip Girl was, you know, well, well watched and a lot of people know the show. But those kind of fans that like really get super excited about it, there's like probably like one in every restaurant, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like when a couple of times when I've been out with with Leighton and we come in, you can see there's that one person who's just like losing it because I think it does look really it's kind of fun to them. You know, yeah, it's wild like, if you're a big fan of the show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she's I got I was just in L.A. recently and I got to see her and, you know, she's a, uh, one of the best things about the show to me is my r- friendship with her because I really just love her so much. And I'm, you know, I'm just blessed to have such a cool friend and. I actually learned a lot too as an actor from her because I hadn't done all that much television before. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Gossip Girl, I had been to acting school, but it was mostly theater. And so I feel like she has um, such an ability to focus, and she has she's actually such a good character actor too, and has great comic timing. And so watching her develop Blair and and just the way she would approach her scene work, I think I really learned how to act on TV from her in a lot of ways. So. The dynamic between the, is just, I mean, I feel like you guys were so in sync, especially in like this, I don't know, as it went on, especially, and yeah. it was always like the unit, Dorota and Blair, like going around and, you know. Yeah, it was so fun because that, um, I think playing that kind of sidekicky, you know, energy yeah. or whatever, the little, I, I always think of Dorota as like this, you know, cheerleader character. And so the fact that I was always enthusiastic about whatever was happening was the really fun, you know, to act. Yeah. So whenever Dorota was, coming in the room she was always very uh you know driven to some end so it was either you know getting them together or doing some some spying or some (laughs) you know whatever it was but whatever she was doing she was super enthusiastic about it so for me it was really fun because i could push it you know (laughs) whenever i kind of like think about dorota i always imagine her like creeping around the corner of a wall or something (laughs) like she was always kind of like in the shadow like about to see what blair was doing with like chuck or something you know like i loved it when i got sent on like little missions yeah there was a few episodes where i had like sunglasses and i got to like creep around like <laughs> Henry Bendel's or something you know so <laughs> what was the most fun location because I, I mean, there were so many cool locations you guys shot at do you have any memories of like something that was amazing well a lot of times I was stuck at, at home so I was <laughs> a lot of times I was in the, the yeah, yeah, yeah most of the this um the scenes the interiors that Dorota inhabited were in um Silver Cup Studios in Queens and so once in a while we'd venture into the streets and so uh I guess for Dorota, it was always the duck pond because it was feeding the she ducks. Feel that was like the whole thing with Blair. And so I loved when we got to go feed the ducks and the, because, you know, it's cool to shoot in Central Park anyway and it's yeah. so iconic and like beautiful. But the thing that I thought was so fun, we had, um, we would do these scenes with ducks and feeding ducks and so they would bring like actor ducks like they had like what? television ducks like this guy was like a duck trainer oh that wasn't just the ducks no, that would normally have been they there? like would bring there were some ducks you know there yeah. but they would bring ducks in like on a you know, that a little car. <laughs> yeah, they had trained ducks, and so they would let the. So then they would put them out in the water, and they knew how to swim, like you know, in in the camera range or whatever. And then the one was like, because at one point we had to like feed it, 
and it knew to like receive yeah. the food and was like it knew how to get on its marks and stuff. It was like crazy. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, so there was and like then, and then TMZ Hollywood interviewed does. the ducks after. And, like there yeah, was actually so. that was one I remember. There was a paparazzi photo of us holding the duck, and it was like I was like that little. I love that there's a whole duck. world of like celebrity ducks I <laughs> yeah. didn't even know existed. <laughs> yeah, and we had. I know. Yeah, no, we also had that dog for a little while because it was. I guess it was a. I'm forgetting now my plot line. It's been so long, but. The dog was like a oh, Georgetown yeah. Hoya or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was, but it was a little bulldog, and so it was supposed to be a puppy. But bulldogs are like super heavy, and like so, Dorota has to carry everything. You know what I mean? So I had to carry that dog around for like two scenes in an episode, and it was over the holiday break. So we shot one of the scenes, and then we went on vacation, and we came back, and then when we came back, the dog was like twice as big, you know, because <laughs> like... it was like a little puppy, and I had to hold that dog, and I remember. Actually, most of the time after I would shoot like a long day, I would have like sore biceps because I was always carrying either the a dog and stuff, or the or tea because yeah, mm-hmm. all that stuff was real, beautiful porcelain, real silver. And so like, <laughs> you know, I got workout just Jesus. being a maid, you know, know. and yeah. multiple takes of everything. And... Yeah, I would carry so much tea. In fact, one of the things I took from the set that that, you know, they they let us have like a couple mementos here and there. So I took the. Um, tray that was the tray that I uh, amazing, used yeah. all the time but I also I used it in my very first scene ever and I think in the last scene too and I you know it was like this beautiful silver tray but it was really heavy so, so. Gosh, who knew I mean uh, there's like a lot of d- d- demanding labor involved oh, in yes. Gossip Girl where is it in your house? Do you have it like on display? I have I have it like on a on a shelf. Um, and it's not I mean, it's actually a really pretty trace. So it kind of serves its own purpose. But the other thing that I have that is like kind of embarrassing to admit, I guess, but um, the memento that I kept is like I kept the headband, Dorota's headband. No, that's, a, so that's a good one. Yeah. I have it like in a little like one of those little I don't know, shadow boxes. What do you call those things? Those frames that are like boxes. Oh, yeah. 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 So I have I it in like that. a little frame and I like look at it sometimes because it was cute because we actually I think I had the same headband it made look. it through six seasons. So <laughs> it was wow. like, so I was like, let me keep my little headband. I remember, you know, remember my fun job that I had because I really did. Um, have you, know, you have you ever time. encountered? I don't know what what I guess the costume made me think of this. Like anyone dressing as Dorota for Halloween, or like dress. Like, I feel like people must have done stuff like that, or like yeah. been her in anything else, or you know, I had a um. I don't remember what year it was, but one of the years there was like you know one of the tabloid mags had a list of popular Halloween costumes, and I was like in the top twenty or top fifteen or something. There and you I was go. That's so how you know excited. You made it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. And I had um. But the one thing about my costume is that I don't know if we talked about this. When, when we talked before, but the, um, we would shoot. Well, you asked also what locations were good. So, besides Central Park, we did some shooting in a beautiful home on the Upper East Side that was like right off of Central Park. Just this huge, I guess you'd call it a mansionette because it's not a brownstone, it's like a double mansionette. <laughs> double. I want to live in a mansionette. <laughs> yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah. And that's where we had um, Blair's, uh, the Waldorf kitchen. So, we really only used it on Thanksgiving. And so, we would go every year on Thanksgiving time to shoot. It usually is closer to Halloween, but we would shoot there at this in this home. And they had just the most beautiful paintings. They had artwork. Um, in their breakfast nook, they had Norman Rockwell paintings. And they, I think, I believe that the woman of the house was one of the biggest collectors of Rodin in um, the United States, like My private goodness, collector. Yeah. So the house was gorgeous. So anyway, it was so fun to shoot there because, you know, we were like in this awesome house that was like cooler than even any Gossip Girl set. But we were there one day and I was waiting and I was sitting on one of the little cast chairs and I had my Dorota outfit. 
And I saw their Dorota, like the woman who worked in that house, and she actually had my outfit. I mean, she had, it wasn't it was I think hers was gray, but she had the outfit. She didn't have the headband, but she had like the apron, everything the same. Did you guys like and exchange any words she, or anything? She laughed and laughed, and she was like pointing at me and stuff. And I was like trying to talk to her, but she like ran away. But I was like, wow, like this is. I mean, part of the thing about you know Gossip Girl is the fact that it you know it's born of reality yeah you know, well that like shows you, whole you guys universe. nailed the look if a, yeah. a dorota was right there in the real life scenario <laughs> yeah real dorota i know you had a funny because the casting process for you getting dorota was sort of related to you have been like the sopranos playing wait can you explain that story yes yeah. i was well i was um when i was out of acting school i started auditioning for you know all kind of jobs and yeah. then i got my first tv jobs um were all i was always polish because i'm you know polish mm. polish name so it's good you know Happy to have my niche. Um, <laughs> but I got a job. One of my first jobs was on The Sopranos, and I was the Polish maid for um, Carmela Soprano and Tony Soprano in the final season. So I was only in, I think, three episodes, and I didn't do much, but I was wearing that same outfit. Wait, literally the same? Or no, or I mean, it wasn't. Sim- very, no, like not a, literally the same. Very but it was like look. a maid outfit. Yeah. I didn't have a headband, and I don't think I had a frilly apron, but okay. I had that maid yeah, yeah, outfit. Yeah. And it was on the Soundstage X at um, Silver Cup Studios, which is, and that, you know, job happened. I played that maid. And then my very next job was Gossip Girl. And it was the same outfit, same accent, same soundstage, because Gossip Girl took over the Sopranos <laughs> sound stages. So it was so weird. But I, I think part of the reason I got the job was because I, had just played a Polish housekeepers because they wanted in the, you know, when you audition for stuff, they always have the breakdown when you know, yeah, they yeah, specify yeah. what they want. And in this case, they wanted somebody who was over 60 years old. Like that was in the breakdown. They wanted an Eastern European or Polish specifically, I think, over 60. And so my agent told me, you know, they know you're not that old, but you just played that maid. So they're <laughs> willing to see you. <laughs> see you yeah. So I went in and I like, I, I think I got it because I'm, you know, went a little nutty in the audition and I was silly and I improvised because there were no lines at all so oh really you the, just the first yeah the first episode Dorota didn't say anything so I auditioned I was just supposed to like walk I guess I was supposed or... to pretend to serve a tray <laughs> and what so... a weird audition I mean I don't <laughs> yeah having so never I, uh... auditioned for anything that's funny to me yeah so I just started mumbling to myself in Polish and so I think I got it because I was like a you know crazy Polish gal, you know, I was over there mumbling and making stuff up and like complaining about the, (laughs) about the girls. And so I got lucky. And so, you know, I feel like that age dynamic was written into the script and was never really resolved because. Because you're not older. Are you even older than Leighton? Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I would have been, if if it was true to form, then I would have been taking her to the duck pond as a baby (laughs) when I was nine years old. You know what I mean? (laughs) But... But whatever, you know. But TV. I think that made it more. I don't know. That made their partnership almost more fun to me in a certain way because it yeah. was like a little more like friend allies, you know. It's yeah. with, with the same, you know, housekeeper dynamic. But you know, totally. What was The Sopranos like? I'm oh. so curious. It's like a polar opposite. <laughs> it was, it sure was. I mean, I was in. I was really lucky because I played the maid during that time when it was like all the big drama in the final season. So Christopher died. And then Tony had been in this that accident or whatever. So yeah. like I was in a, the very first scene I ever filmed. We had every single character in it because we were in the kitchen and all the <laughs> mobsters come came over <laughs> to see Tony and everyone was upset about Christopher. So I was serving tea to all of them like, you know, all day long. And it was cool because I was such a fan of that show. And like I've never, um, you know, 
since then really worked on a show where I was such a big fan. So I was like really starstruck by everybody. And Edie Falco is probably my favorite actor in the whole world. And I got to like talk to her a little bit. <laughs> and they were all very, yeah. they were very sweet to me. And, and, you know, but it was, it certainly was a different dynamic. It's an intense dynamic. way to start like, hey, everyone, you know, and now like they're <laughs> filming like one of their final episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really know anything about being on set. So it was, you know, kind of getting thrown into the deep end. But, but yeah, it was, um, it was it was cool, and I think that uh, James Gandolfini said he said, "Hey, you're good." When because I had like one line to him, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh!" So I was like really that happy needs about to be that. On for, something like, like a LinkedIn page of yours, or like a you know that's yeah, that's yeah. major. Yeah. yeah, and it was pretty cool. You need to use that poll quote. Yeah. yeah, I know one thing we had talked about also was that Dorota kind of got because you know she's in the obviously she's there for the first season but like i feel like as the seasons went on she got more and more kind of her own plot lines and her, like she has her own wedding on the show yes or um and you know her romance like was that something that came about sort of organically as there was a tension for her character or like was that something yeah. that you feel like was baked in from you know i think that i mean i don't want to toot my own horn or anything but, but no i <laughs> you think can, was, you can we'll do no, it for was, you yeah. i think it was fun because i at the beginning i I think the more kind of scenes that I was in where I was just kind of in the background or like doing something that facilitated uh, Blair's life. Like there were, in the first season, there were a lot of like slumber parties and yeah. stuff like that. And so I was always kind of, I took the license to be silly and also like super overly invested in the, um, you know, as Dorota, overly invested in Blair's social life. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I think that I had a lot of fun playing that stuff. And so I, I, uh, I was lucky because I think the writers responded well to that and then they started to like create you know little stories for me and there was an episode where I I got to sort of sit down and talk to Blair and what had happened was um, the scene was written that it was supposed to be Blair and her mom and then the Margaret who played her mom was yeah. like very ill I think she had like a laryngitis or something and so then they rewrote it so that it was me and so then it, that kind of set up a dynamic where you know I was also able to advise you know yeah, be an advisor yeah, she and could like, confide in her yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think it kind of grew organically over time and I think it was kind of um a cool group dynamic but I think that's true of the show in general because if you read the books like the it's so different and I think that the audience reacted so strongly to Leighton and to Ed specifically so that kind of love story kind of took over and you know so i yeah. think the writers were feeling that vibe and the story was kind of developing in concert with the interests of the audience you know and so it was kind of a good um you know uh organic process in that way and i think that happened for dorota and i, I think actually because because the show now when i look back on it kind of was one of the first shows that was so connected to the internet, you yeah. know, because then people were blogging about it and people were watching it and they started, you know, streaming it and it was start little things were going viral about it and people were tweeting and all that stuff. So I feel like it was the first kind of when the internet, I mean, they the over. social yeah, media yeah. age or whatever started to inform the entertainment, I think, because they were paying attention to that. Yeah. So there were all of these like blogs and recaps, you know, around the oh, show. The New York Magazine recaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that, um, you know, they were, uh, you know, listening to the audience and what they liked. So I was lucky that the audience liked me too. And you know? she got her own spin off. Because like, yeah. she got the Verizon. <laughs> Didn't she have like her own spin off show? Yeah. Kind of. I had my own little spin off. And it was, it's so funny because it was one of the first ever, I would think, web series because it was a web series, which was like weird. We were like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, like, no. And at the time, you had to have, be a Verizon customer to, to view it and you would watch it on your phone i think so oh, i think wild. you're supposed to be watching yeah. on your verizon device and so it was these little 
little uh, scenelets, and it was called Chasing Dorota, which was so cute. And it was, but basically, it was introduced my love story and my backstory. So the fact that I had this husband that had, was abusive <laughs> in Poland, and I had escaped him, and then now I was trying to divorce him, but I was going to get disowned, and I was like royalty. <laughs> and but it was cool because the, the characters that were introduced inside of that web series ended up on the show. So it was kind of a fun. I don't know what you call that. You know, when they give like a little inside baseball thing to the fans oh yeah like a special treat for the fans that actually watch that verizon thing because then the guy who ended up being my husband vanya um he was from that web series and then he came into the show and then we actually got married in real life and all that stuff i mean not real life (laughs) on the show (laughs) (laughs) i wish we got married in real life there's so many things i love about her but i think what i love most is way i feel with her with dorota i am best possible version of myself. I have peace in my heart knowing I will be good husband, good father. I will die proud Russian man, very much in love. Now, you may officially greet your bride. It was it was fun, but that was so weird for me because I was like the lead of that for we shot it in like two or three days or something i was gonna say so was that a step was that one on hiatus or was that in a different on like off days you did it or something but it was like we you know we were on the same sets and everything and we had it was fully realized production and it was so crazy because i was like felt like some weird fever dream i was having where i was like (laughs) what's going on (laughs) you know were there i know there were so many guest stars were there any i know dorota necessarily didn't necessarily get to meet all of the you know people who came through the set but were, were there any that stand out to you that celebrities that came onto the show that you got to meet or had a moment with yeah i mean i totally i think one of my first moments that i really got a big moment as dorota and it was also super cool for me as zuzana was when cindy lopper came so she came and she for some reason she was a guest at blair's birthday party I remember that. And I got to have this like little scene moment with her and it was so cool. And she like gave me a CD, like signed it. (laughs) But so I loved that. Incredible. Yeah. I remember later on there was, uh, we had Rachel Zoe as a guest star. Oh yeah. And I had like been watching her reality show and I was kind of like fascinated by her as a human. So to see her like in the flesh and like. We didn't, someone else I interviewed for this told me something about, oh, didn't she have like something spill on her? Oh yeah, a chocolate fountain. Yeah. She had to like fall into a chocolate fountain and get doused with chocolate when like, so there was like, that was like a one take thing and so that was cool oh you know who it was who told me about that the co- eric the costume designer oh i'm sure yeah because they, he was he was laughing about how like they would fly in these like designer dresses for rachel zoe only to have them doused in chocolate like yeah. and they said like that was the end of that dress you know oh, but it was it was worth it for the moment i guess my- that would be my dream tv stunt diving into a chocolate fountain <laughs> yeah well it was funny because they had a stunt woman but she i think rachel ended up doing it on her own so she, wow. like, you know, she had to like back up and like she fall into a chocolate. But um, yeah, the uh, I guess the, my favorite guest star though, and I mean he was recurring, but it was Wally Shawn. So and he because he played I guess Blair's stepdad because they yeah. were getting married, right? Yeah, and uh, so he and I got to do you know we were in, in the same world together, and so like when I had my baby, he was there and he walked me down the aisle in my wedding and stuff and on the show. Yeah, and I um, but he. So I've been such a fan of his and I just, you know, in the world of theater too, I respect him so much. And I'm like, uh, he's just like the smartest, coolest, quirkiest guy ever. So having him on set and like just listening to his stories and 
talking to him was so cool. I interviewed him for the piece, and he, he's obsessed with Gossip Girl. He's yeah. like, he loved, I, I mean, I think, I forget how he got connected to the show immediately, but he really was like, I was dying to be on it. He was so excited. Like, he had a catchphrase on the show. Uh, was it, yeah. what was oh, it? I'm blanking man. on it right now. Me too, but yeah, he totally um, did. Yeah. But he was, um, yeah, he would say just some of the funniest things. We would talk a lot about Hollywood and stuff, because, you know, it's like he... He's in that scene, but he's like such a—he's like from a different universe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you? I know you and Leighton obviously keep in touch. Do you run into people from the show in New York, around when you're in LA? Do you see people? I'm sure people pop up now and then. Yeah, so. I mean, I've seen uh, both uh, Wally and Margaret, who played the parents, are you know prolific theater actors. So I see them in the theater yeah. world, um, and I I have seen. Blake a couple of times actually my best friend is is making a movie with her right now oh, so it's like I keep kind of um you know coming our paths cross in little ways once yeah. in a while but um yeah when I do see somebody it's so cool to me because I feel like even though I'm not that much older than them to me they were still kind of like kids who yeah. like, came of age on the yeah. show so now I like I just saw Penn Badgley not that long ago um and he just look like this amazing adult man you know what i mean and like he was obviously an adult back then too you know but still he you know it's like people really came into their lives and they're doing all kind of different things it reminds me of like a high school reunion or yeah. like you see people you went to high school with like eight years later you're like oh whoa you know yeah totally it's yeah. really crazy yeah and it's crazy that because that, when you contacted me to, about the the piece yeah. i was like hadn't occurred to me that it was a 10 year anniversary and then i'm like oh oh lord like i'm really <laughs> taking like stock of my life but um yeah it was but that the whole thing went by so quickly and when i think about it now when we made 22 episodes a year for at least the first five seasons and it was like so much time that we spent doing that but it was such a blast and it went by so in a, you know in a blink of an eye i can't even i'm still hoping netflix will do some sort of reboot or like movie catch up <laughs> years beyond yeah, I, I mean, me too. So, <laughs> what would be your vision? Because I feel like I tried to ask different people this. Like, would you imagine? What do you see? What do you see? Dorota? This is a weird question. What do you see Dorota uh, in her future? I think that she definitely would always work for the Waldorfs. But I think that Blair potentially would, you know, leave home and create her own, you know, Waldorf home. Proper, yeah, situation. but he, but she. So I think Dorota would go with Blair, follow you know? her with yeah. Chuck. Yeah, like you know that that show. Uh, Flipping out, son of Bravo. Oh, oh, oh. There's I haven't like seen a, it, but I know. Yeah, it, yeah. there's a, a Dorota type character in that show, and she just like, oh. you know, she's she I just know. basically like because they move houses, and she just goes right with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, so I definitely feel like Dorota would be, you know, in that same relationship. I think that relationship wouldn't change at all. I don't know what. Um, it's a comforting thought to think she would just stick stick by Blair's side for the long haul. Yeah, and I like yep. to think of her as like also not aging in any way because <laughs> i feel like that what we talked about before the how the age was a little off like yeah. in terms of the math i feel like she just is always that same whatever age that is <laughs> you know so that's good <laughs> Completely. Like that. yeah what else what other things i know you're working in theater stuff now you're doing yeah. a play when we talked what other things are you yeah working i'm on? gonna do a play this fall that i'm really excited about with bedlam theater company it's peter pan but it's gonna be a really um interesting unusual reboot of peter pan at the duke on 42nd street so i'm gonna be doing that in um in november and december and uh that's the kind of stuff i love because it's a it's sort of a small casting and we get to create all these characters and so you know i'm doing um doing plays and a lot of cool plays and i've 
been you know doing TV. I was actually just uh, guest starred on an episode of Search Party that's going to be. Oh, on. I, I love that, that show. show. Yeah. I watched the first season in like an afternoon. I just flew yeah. So it. I'll yeah. be in the end of the second season. I have a little guest star there, so I'm excited for that. Do you ever go back and watch episodes? You know, I have. I haven't really gone back to watch. I had like, um, you know, it's like when I. Uh, like I, I start a new relationship where I meet somebody and then they start to watch it or something that they hadn't seen it before. And it's like that once in a while, maybe like a, I'll watch a clip or something with somebody. And then I it like, it's, you know, is it weird kind of to watch crazy. it? I watched it live. I mean, I watched it in real time yeah. and I was the only one. So I was like, it was funny because the cast would always be like, how's the show? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, cause I'm like the nerd who like watches it like diligently. <laughs> but I liked, I, I mean, I really liked the show and I got a kick out of, um, I thought it was really funny and fun to watch and I thought it was beautiful. And so I, I, you know, I was a fan of Gossip Girl while it was happening. So I guess I could go back and maybe watch my whole wedding episode. It's yeah, a, you, uh, you know, it's like on a, the anniversary of the wedding. Maybe like, I don't know. Yeah, I'll watch it on the anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good idea. You also told me a great story about a gu- the guys using Gossip Girl as like a pickup line. Yeah. It was, like, was that, did it happen to you? It happened to someone you knew or? No, I met a I would often meet people on the street who would recognize me, but they would be like totally candidates. I would not, you know, guess. And they would be like dudes in suits, like finance <laughs> guys, you know, with like briefcases and I like like total bros. And they would be get, like, get really like getting excited when they would see me. And there was more than once that uh, one of them themselves told me that the impetus for watching the show was to have common ground with girls, you know, in bars. <laughs> and like that it was a great <laughs> entry pick point up, for pickups. Yeah. Pick up artist techniques. Yeah, but yeah. also could have been an excuse for watching the show. I feel like it was a cover. Yeah. It was definitely a cover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I watch it's it because when I'm, cause when I'm you know, going up to girls at bars. You yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was also su- surprising to me to see the... the Diversity. You know, our f- yeah. the fans were quite diverse in that way, yeah. Did you ever have any... Because cri- I, I know a number of... Like, I was talking to Blake and Leighton, they would say, like, there are people, you know, the kind of fans who would come watch got a little insane and, like, grabbing hands. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did you ever notice that, like, was it Beatlemania style where people like ever like over the top crazy that way when you were shooting it, stuff? It was and I think because one of the when we were on locations I would always marvel at like how those girls were able to like survive that because like if I was walking with Leighton let's say after a scene and we were walking back to the trailers and like the you know she couldn't go through space unless that because like the you know the security yeah. on set actually had to like push young ladies aside. I mean I remember actually asking the security guard um, I've I was like, is it weird that your whole job is like pushing children? Because <laughs> like, you know, he was over like, yeah. you know, these like little yeah. people were, tr- but it was like, because, you know, there's a certain point where you sign. I mean, I saw this with that never happens to me like this, but, you know, take one picture and then they're stuck all day. They'll never, you know, they can't move from point A to point B. So it's like you either have to take none or, you know, run past. And so it's. I remember, yeah, they were very aggressive and we had this one really weird fan who would come all the way to Silver Cup Studios in Queens and that's a place where you would never just walk by. Like <laughs> yeah. you have to go there. That's not like it's a like, natural stop in your New No, York it's like day. an industrial yeah, yeah, yeah. area and like he would come and stand outside there and he made everybody a lunchbox. Like I still have mine because like I kind of liked mine but everybody else was <laughs> super creeped out. Was there like food we, in it? Or no, no, it just has pictures of Drode all over it. It's like one of those old metal lunch boxes, and he like it's kind of cute. Yeah, but he was like an adult, how like old? man. Oh, yeah. I was so gonna was say a little how creepy. old was he? Oh, never mind. If it was yeah. like a twelve-year-old, I would yeah. be maybe no, no. more charmed by it. <laughs> but no, it's like it my dad. It's my dad actually. That was <laughs> yeah. That was um, yeah. That's, I don't, that's I don't a little. Know. But I love that you kept yours. Yeah, I kept mine because it was. It's kind of funny, but the um, but yeah, I think there were some. 
some some characters that were less savory. Amazing. You mentioned that uh, sometimes you'll rewatch it when someone you're befriending or kind of getting into a relationship with discovers it. What's it like? Do you mean dating? What's it like dating someone who then starts watching episodes of you? Well, my my boyfriend right now had never seen it. And so then when we started dating, it's funny because, well, actually, I guess I'll go back to before that. Like when I was dating, um, you know, normally like in terms of you know meeting people online or you know using all the different apps for dating and stuff it was funny because i didn't want anyone to google me not because i not because of privacy i just didn't want their first impression of me to be this old polish (laughs) maid and so i was like who wants to go on a date with dorota really and so i wanted them to see me as like a cute me and not to see dorota because i thought it would kind of be misleading um so i feel like i I feel you i totally get that so i was like hiding it for different reasons not you know not just that i didn't want to keep my privacy and my you know low profile but because i didn't <laughs> i didn't think dorota was like a big selling point for <laughs> for that you know the the cute guys but um but yeah my my boyfriend now when he started watching it it like i think at first i had to just let go of that and be like because i'm very proud of my work on this show and i think that part of the thing about like i would consider myself a character actor certainly and i feel like all of my work my whole life ever since i was a kid you know doing plays at school i was always playing kind of different characters and i think part of it is that you have to let go of vanity and let go of that um you know all of that that stuff and just throw yourself into the role and so i've you know i've done some stuff that i think one of the things that's like my first tv job i was on law and order and i was a prostitute in um like right by the uh, Holland Tunnel and I got punched in the face by like oh, another man. prostitute and then they were like interviewing me and it was funny because like when I had that job they made me look so bad they put like all these pock marks on my face and they like made me like a totally busted hooker with like you know like a blacked out tooth and everything oh and it's funny because I love watching that because it's so, it's so not me that I don't you know what I mean probably like watching like, a totally different yeah movie. I think the only thing I'm ever embarrassed of of myself is like interviews and when i'm just being myself and i'm like oh don't watch oh, that huh. <laughs> you know um, i don't want to see that but well Zanata, thank you so much for this is like so this is so yeah. incredibly fun thank you so much for thank joining you us for having yeah. Me. I know. yeah yeah and thanks for uh celebrating the gossip girl anniversary. anniversary that's pretty cool know, yeah <laughs> too bad we, we should have watched the we should have had the your episode queued up so we could have watched dorota's wedding right i know here. That's we our, that's we'll our have to do that mistake when we get home <laughs> <laughs> I want to rewatch it now, actually. That's what, because I rewatched yeah. a lot of episodes for the piece, but I didn't watch rewatch that one. I need to get to it. Yeah. My I favorite. Know, especially the duck scenes. Yes. Yeah, you gotta watch the duck oh gosh, scenes. Yeah. And the best thing about the wedding was that was an episode where I got to look really pretty and they put all this fake clip on hair on me. Mm. And I was like, because all the girls got, you know, get those extensions and all that stuff. And I was so jealous always of their hair. And I got to have that hair for a whole <laughs> day. And by the end of the day, I was like, oh, it really does suck to be beautiful because it hurts so bad. And I was like, <laughs> everything was everything was itching and pulling. And I was like, give me my Dorota outfit back, you know. <laughs> Incredible. Anyway. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And up next, my interview with Michelle Trachtenberg, who played Georgina Sparks on Gossip Girl. Uh, you might also know Michelle from Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Weeds or Harriet the Spy. How often does Georgina kind of like come up in your life? Like how often do people want to talk to you about her? Do you get, you know, fans coming up to you still who remember her or want to talk to you about her? Yeah, I mean, it happens, you know, mostly on social media. Anytime I post any picture, (laughs) be it of food or a flower, 
It doesn't even have to be anything Gossip Girl related. You know, a lot of the comments are like, oh, my God, Georgina. So that's funny. And um, there's a big resurgence in, what is it, the the live streaming. I'm so terrible with the technology. What is it, binge watching or yeah, whatever? Yeah, um, where they're watching it on Netflix or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of, um, I'm like, I don't think you were born when we started doing this show, but I'm glad you're 12 years old and watching the scandalous things. I believe my first episode, I'm doing drugs and making sex tapes. So, <laughs> But you're like, then they're like 12 years old and they've like watched every episode. I'm like, do as I do, as I say, not as I do. That's funny. Did they are there? Or as my character, let me let me just let me just clarify that one. As my character, did not me. <laughs> what um are there particular like questions people have? Are there catchphrases that they want to like recite to you or have you recite? Do you find do you ever find that there are things that come up again and again like that? Um, I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm not like a big you know. If someone comes up and he's like, say that line, I'm like, I there has been forty seven thousand lines. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> but I would be happy to take a picture for your Instagram. Please don't geotag this immediately. Um, um, yeah, they point. do, they do all the comments, like in the, in comments on, on the social media of the, you know, I think the famous ones where you can tell Jesus the bitch is back. I think Jesus would approve of that. Well, you can tell Jesus that the bitch is back. Um, I think the other one is, I have a feeling we're about to sin. <sighs> Could, other, I haven't been in sports since I believe in Jesus. Apparently, Georgina just had like a Jesus drug problem. You can tell Jesus the bitches back is so good. It's like I want that. I, I think I said this to you before, but I want that on like a throw pillow or something. They should. We should make throw pillows. Let's do it. I know. Well, I think you and we're gonna go into business or something. So like, let's back up though. I know I jumped like right into it. So how did you originally? Were you a fan of the show? Because Georgina obviously doesn't come on until a little bit. How did you get connected originally to the project? Because Georgina had been much discussed before she makes her big appearance. I totally had no idea about the show, which sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> I was a little older than the demographic, and I've never watched those those types of shows. I watch more, I'm very weird, I watch like serial killer documentaries and CNN and history shows. Um, although, I mean, I fit in Real Housewives shows, but um, so that certainly wasn't my demographic. Um, but it was, I was with an agency at the time, and they had called, uh, Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage had called in and um, offered the role and I had just come off, I think some other TV shows. So I was a little hesitant about, uh, being on TV and they really couldn't tell me anything about the character. And since I wasn't familiar with the books, I didn't really know anything about it. I just remember, I forget if it was Josh or Stephanie, but they're like, yep, can't tell you anything. Just you're the evil bitch villain and you're <laughs> going to finish off the season and your arc is going to be crazy. And it was supposed to be four episodes and done. Um, and I was like, well, I get to be in New York. I'm from New York. That sounds fun. Right. Um, and they gave me, they, I think they'd sent over some like episodes of the show. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Fun. Great. And so that's sort of how it happened organically. And, you know, from day one, I had, I had a blast. And people were obviously like, I know I was included in this immediately obsessed with Regina. Did that partly play into you think that I, the fact that she kind of lasted for as long as she did and kept recurring? Or was that something that you ended the four episodes and they were like, we've got to keep her around? Or how did that kind of play out? Yeah, it was really supposed to be just those four. Yeah. And, you know, we actually, it's funny because Gossip Girl was filming or I think was airing during the writer's strike. So there wasn't actually a lot of new programming that could be put on TV. So a lot of people, because I think the season was split in half, that first season. Right. Um, which is why there was so long between the beginning of the airing of the show and when my episodes aired. And so people, you know, 
watching content that they may had not known about before, which I think that's, you know, how Gossip Girl sort of got a lot of the more, more attention, just more like hype and energy. You know, by the time it premiered, there was such like a craze. And, you know, I, I like to think that everyone loves, you know, every, all the girls love the bad boy. Well, everyone loves the bad girl. Yes. So they were just sort of like the fans love it. And I think Gossip Girl really catered to the fans. So they just kept asking me back and, you know, at the time, we had to always work out things between my schedule because I was working on other projects as, uh, as well. But um, I always, you know, tried as much as I could to go back to Gossip Girl as much as possible because she's she was fun. You know, we have to talk about her wardrobe, which was, you know, among the most exciting Fabulous. any character got on the show. Was that something Thank that you, you did you love what you got to wear? Was it ever like annoying to have to be dealing with so many kind of accessories and items and such? No, it's funny because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a jewelry whore. Um, <laughs> And I would basically go in, Eric Damon and I um, developed such a great rapport and rap that like we both trusted each other so much that there would just be a ginormous rack of, you know, predominantly black clothing, which is perfect for me because I'm not a big color uh, wearer um, or prince. So I was like, oh, right up my alley. Um, <laughs> and I would just pull things that I loved. He had already had like, you know, it was already a curated uh, selection, you know, for Georgina. Right. Um, I pulled my favorites. He pulled, um, you know, his favorites and we mixed and matched or a lot of the times it was exactly what Eric had wanted. And, you know, some of the times it was like, wait, I think this would be better because, you know, there also has to be some practicality involved. Like how many days in a row do I have to wear this outfit? What am I doing in this outfit? Do I have to jump, skip, leap, run? You know, how many doubles can we get of it? Which is right. all the boring, tedious stuff. But he did. Oh, I was actually, we really started with accessorizing her, but then I feel like it was just like a game to us. Like what bigger necklace can we get? <laughs> how, um, big, like, how far can we take this? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's only weighs 15 pounds and is three feet across her chest. That's too small. Let's try for a bigger one. There was really, I mean, I think Eric would actually sometimes take off accessories because I would literally, while he would be like distracted fitting like you know whatever shoe or like making sure hems are right i would just like secretly start putting on more rings and he would look on he's like you realize that you literally cannot wear four rings on each finger i'm like who, who makes the rule i know who says that rule right i'm like i never heard that i mean despite what coco chanel says leave the door and take one thing off all of my friends say when michelle leaves the door she puts like four more things on <laughs> But that's the way to live. That's, I love that. That's still true. Yeah. Did was there any? I don't know how TV works. Really, did that you get to keep anything from set? Could you keep like an amazing Georgina accessory or item if you wanted to? Was that allowed? Mm, it was hard. Um, a lot of the stuff was samples, oh, and so they, yeah. the designers yeah, quite literally needed it back. Yeah. To actually make the thing, and sometimes you would get like a gift a little later on. There were um, a few accessory pieces that I was like, if this were to be stolen. Um, like what would be like, right 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 i mean i know you know where i live but <laughs> like, how serious are these yeah exactly yeah what's the jail factor here um there was one oscar de la renta pendant um i'm actually looking at it on my jewelry wall um that's this like huge lion tiger thing with just like a diamond pendant it's all costume jewelry that, that was like the size of my fist that I was like, yeah, I mean, this is literally never going back. So good luck explaining to Oscar Jolanta about this one. Um, we had to buy a lot of our shoes just because they got so much wear and tear. Right. Um, because you don't just wear the one outfit for the day. Like, you can film, you know, an episode films eight days, eight or nine days. And sometimes, um, you know, the storyline, like when we did, um, was it Blair's wedding? Uh, we all had to be in those costumes for like two weeks. And mm. couture is all great and all, but after 10 days you're like dropping five thousand dollars of sequins everywhere so i'm like rhinestone beer every time i sit down i'm like oh that's 300 
<laughs> like just yes, like not, money falling off everywhere. Yes, uh, it's not lasting. So there were some pieces, uh, although a lot of our purses that were loaned to us were kind of like sold out from under us. There would be so many pap- uh, paparazzi photos and oh. then they would hit the internet and fancy um, buyers would contact whoever their personal shoppers were. And by the time like you finished filming the episode, they're like, yeah, so Nancy Gonzalez needs this sent to, you know, Texas, blah, 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 blah. Oh my gosh. It was, it was pretty wild. You just mentioned like the paparazzi, but I mean, I know we talked about this too. Like how much of the, how crazy was it? Cause I feel like there were so many fans who would come watch the scenes. There was the, obviously the paparazzi element, but was it insane? Like when you were walking to locations and things? Oh yeah. No, it was It actually not to be like, um, you know, uh, weird about it, but it got like scary at times. Um, you know, the fans were so wonderful, but, but sometimes, I mean, you see it with like boy bands where they just want to like lunge and touch and pet you. Yeah. So we each had our own personal bodyguards every time, like the entire cast was filming outside of the streets of New York. It had, it was like a whole, I don't know, secret service mission. Like, okay, prep everyone ready to go. Give the five minute warning. Okay. We're ready. Each person has their own, you know, bodyguard. Let's move the boys first. Let's move the girls next. Let's, you know, so there, it was a very orchestrated ordeal uh, because there were hundreds of screaming girls and, you know, they literally would stand directly outside of your trailer door and you're like, Oh, I actually have to walk to set to make the show that you love. Yeah. Um, like, let me through. That's, that is, I mean, that seems very, very intense. Like, I don't know how you were able to do that every day. It was super intense. And every walk to set, you know, was 30, 40, sometimes uh, paparazzi that you're like, don't trip, don't trip, don't trip. Oh <laughs> that's not a cute photo. What was, and, you know, I think in general, people always want to imagine there's like crazy dramatics or, you know, uh, this person and this person not getting along or this or that. But it sounds like from all reports that it actually was a pretty calm set in terms of everyone getting along with each other. Is that sort of what you experienced? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a blast. I'm still, you know, anytime I run into, um, uh, you know, one of the cast, we're all like still hug, hug, kiss, kiss. I mean, like, yeah. I guess I see um, Chase and Jezzor more often. Um, and I've seen Ed a few times because they're, you know, out in L.A. That's where I am currently. Um, and we go to a lot of the same events and it's always like just, you know, I know that no one likes that, but it's like, hugs, kisses, my God, no, what are you doing? Totally. What are you doing? Um, and I would always, Chase and I would always rip each other because I was like, I'm the oldest. He's like, I'm literally older than you by a month or like two months or something. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> do you, do, I'm, I'm the mother bear. Would you guys like hang out in New York while you were filming the show too? It would like, would people ever, I, I'm imagining people seeing you guys like going out and thinking it's like gossip. It was almost like mirroring real life or something. We did. We did um, hang out a lot. I mean, Leighton and I, you know, we worked crazy hours. Yeah. Yeah. So there was some, you know, shenanigans on the weekends. Leighton and I would, would go have dinner, except she she would always be like, really? Because going back to my over-accessorizing, I've always, like, you know, dressed and worn. And then um, Leighton is so low-key that she would, like, change into her comfy clothes and scrub off her makeup and just be in, like, chucks. And she's like, okay, we need to get you. <laughs> like, and you're still in, like, full sneakers. Georgina. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, literally. it would be, like, it would be, fifth, like, 55% Georgina. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I get it. Uh, I, I love that personally. Uh, but I, I want, I feel like 75% Georgina uh, in real life. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I will say that I'm, I did make a conscious, when I realized that even when I was getting to work at five something in the morning, that there would be a wall of paparazzi, it became like a uh, plan my even get to work outfit every day. Oh gosh. Cause you knew, yeah, you knew you were going to get photographed. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to look like a schlub. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
What? I couldn't go from super schlub to super glam, so I had to go somewhere in between. So do you have any recollections of like particularly fun or great? Because I know so many celebrities came through the show for like little guest spots or here and there, or, like pop stars and that kind of thing. Do you remember anything like that that was fun for you? I know Georgina didn't get to meet everyone who came through, but was there anyone that stands out for you? Well, we had Army Hammer, which was oh, yeah. great. Yeah. I think he would like... I don't remember his character, but I remember meeting him on set and he was like the nicest human. So it's so lovely to see his success. Yeah. I believe Carly Kloss. Oh, um, I forgot she was uh, on it. Yeah. Guessed it. Yeah. Cause I think I, I tell her I'm, Oh yeah. 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 She was the one that says to me, um, can I get your name? And I'm like, no, <laughs> at a, at a party. Um, yeah. who else? I really loved working with um, Amy Heckerling, the director. She did like Clueless. Yeah, of course. And she directed she, episodes, she, right? She directed, I don't remember, it was during the later years that mm-hmm. she directed, mm-hmm. and she was just a dream to work with and such a super neat experience because I grew up watching Clueless, of course. I'm like, holy shit, this is the the woman that made that happen, you know, it's like as if. Were there any like locations or anything? I feel like you guys shot in so many kind of wild, bizarre, like interesting spots. Oh, shooting at the Met was brilliant. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. You actually shoot, you shot in the Met that actually like inside? Oh, a hundred percent. It's oh. on the day that they close. I want to say they close like Mondays or something. Yeah. And there were so many rules and everything. And of course this one, meaning me, um, at one point I have, I have a, I have a, <laughs> TMI. I have a weird um, seltzer addiction. I love club soda. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it would always be really hot outside. So, well, I would always usually just have like a club, club soda in my hand to keep hydrated. Um, and at one point, uh, we had to put my shoes on and we each had to have individual dress- dressers because sometimes you couldn't actually bend down in outfits. So we'd have to like sort of like slide into shoes and have people help. And I put my soda can down on whatever yeah like why i think yeah exactly <laughs> you know it was just like a as one does as, as one statue. does yeah yeah it was just like a greek god like <laughs> marvel you know like 10 billion dollars worth priceless statue and the fear of like the entire museum not the entire museum staff but everyone that was like tasked to watch us during something like ah, can you take okay i'm like yep 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 super like sorry that was upon you yeah that was my that was my bad, and everyone was just like laughing. They're like, of course you'd be the one to put like yourself, your condensation ring, on like a million year old. I love the idea that like your photo would be up in the Met or something. Is like, uh, like watch oh, watch yeah, out not, for her to return. You know. Yeah, not not accepted, not allowed in the Met. <laughs> that's no bad that, That's a great like Met anecdote. I love that. Um, uh, I felt so bad. <laughs> did you do you ever? Well, I don't know if you watch yourself in stuff you shoot in general, but do you, have you watched episodes of Gossip Girl either when they were airing or since that you're in? I don't watch myself at all. Okay. Um, I le- I need to sleep at night. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't need to know what my face does because then I won't feel like the liberty to to make those you know crazy expressions. Although Georgina was rather contained, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that that wasn't so much um, an issue. But I do have a very expressive face. I've seen clips. And my friends delight in sending me memes. Is that yeah memes? Yeah, yeah. Or no gifts. Oh, okay, sure. Like yeah. One of yeah, one of those. See, I'm so bad with the technology. Um, and so they delight in sending me those, or like they'll be at home and um, you know, it'll come up, and then they'll send me like a video clip, like guess what I'm watching. I'm like, girl, girl. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to see. Th- <laughs> I yeah, got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I know. I was there. I did it. Right. Did you, like, uh, have a sense of the, um, I don't know, like, since 
the show ended obviously there's so much like talk of like would there be a reunion or a reboot or anything like that is that the kind of thing you think would be fun is that something that you think it's like let these things live as they did how do you feel about that i don't know i mean you know the the i think the thing with that is that sex in the city did that world so well yeah. as adults yeah you know like would it be called gossip women <laughs> <laughs> right they're not, not no girls anymore right right i'm you know i'm i'm in my 30s now and you know i feel like you can't get away with some of the shenanigans that we did playing teenagers. Um, Is there a world in which it exists? I'm sure that Josh and Stephanie could come up with something brilliant. They're that talented. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I loved working with the, the cast. It was um, a fun time. And, and Georgina's, you know, one of my all time favorite characters. She, she, there was never enough bitch for her. Yeah. Was she, I wanted her to, I feel like, I don't know, can't remember if I brought this up when we talked before, but I always felt like maybe she could have been Gossip Girl or something. Like, how did you, was that ever something in, in your head? Or how did you feel about Dan being Gossip Girl? I, I guess I was surprised. Like, when we all read the last script, I was definitely, yeah, surprised and like confused. Yeah. And then, because I didn't, read the scripts of the episodes that I wasn't in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I don't watch the show. So it was like, what? what? Like what's happening I, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like I thought he was the one who lived in Brooklyn. Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was a gossip girl for a few minutes. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Cause she, t- she took over. Yeah. Doesn't she like steal the computer or something like that? Yeah. She always like was conniving. She always had a plot. Um, hey, bitch knows what she wanted. Was there a favorite like scene partner you had on the show or any scenes in general that like stick out for you that were just super fun? Well, I do think it's funny that like my baby disappeared. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> like, I forgot I had you baby. had that baby. I forgot about that. I have a baby. I have a toddler. And you just never see my supposed husband and baby. Do you have a number one Georgina outfit? Like just the, the ultimate fave? The 100th episode one was pretty spectacular. There was one that didn't get, like, a full showing that was, like, a tealish, like, oh, gosh, what's the color? Like, a dark, greeny, turquoisey teal. <laughs> I just named seven colors. Um, that was a Marquesa satin gown. My hair was really curled up. I had a red lip, and I had a Lucite huge Prada costume jewelry necklace on, I think with a Bulgari clutch. Or no, the Bulgari, Bulgari clutch was for the 100th episode. Um, that gown was pretty epic. There was another Marquesa gown that was light pink um, that Eric had to convince me in only because it had snakes all over it. And he's like, oh, it's like Medusa. Wow. Yeah, I There's... think most, I love it. Like more spikes, the better. When uh, Louboutin came out with their like earlier first collection of purses, everything had spikes on it. So I wore all of that. Actually, I do. You know what? I got to keep my um, Louboutin bag. It's a uh, yellow and like white snake with huge spikes all around. And I still wear it as a weapon. Oh, incredible. This is also it's like making neat. me want like a Gossip Girl retrospective like costume exhibit. You know how they sometimes do that for shows? There needs to be something like that. Um, well, Sex and the City did. And yeah. definitely, I mean, Eric was, was brilliant. Um, yeah. You know, well, you know, he is a disciple of Patricia Field. Yes, right. Sex and the City. So, so good. Um, I want Regina to like, I don't know, she needs her own. She needs to live on. Whether or not, be, whether or not there's a Gossip Women re- reboot or such, Georgina should just have her own, I don't know, talk show or something. <laughs> Um, I feel like that's not. She would just destroy everyone. <laughs> she would. She would take Taylor Swift's new song and be like, "Honey, let me tell you how to do it better." <laughs> and she would like, and she would like do it. She like filmed the whole music video too. Yeah. Um, she's like you didn't name nearly enough names. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I want full like all the receipts, like spill it all. Uh, yeah. 
Incredible. <laughs> Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time. This was so fun. It's so good talking to you. Next time in your New York, you have you. to come by. We'll, we'll see you in person here at the office. Awesome. I'm so glad. And I look forward to reading the article. Thanks so much. That does it for this week's special edition of In the Limelight Gossip Girl Edition. Thanks so much for listening. And please remember to uh, check us out and rate, review, all that stuff on Apple Podcasts. Also feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. You can also follow us individually at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We also are on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This uh, special episode was produced and edited by Jordan Bell. Thanks to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll talk to you uh, next week.